Welcome back to the Fort Dodge Leadership Podcast. I'm Nathan, and I'm joined here with Brittany and Gina, and we're going to talk a little bit here post-Easter about Jesus as our servant leader. So, um, you know, we've walked through as a church here just in this last week, uh, Good Friday, Easter, we're thinking about his death, we're thinking about Jesus' resurrection, and one of the things that um, you might not intuitively think about in the Passion Week is that Jesus was leading through that whole process. Um, This act of saving the world was also an act of leading the world into freedom, leading the world into this new um, resurrected life and kingdom worldview. Um, And so to frame all of that up and maybe look at it from a different perspective and to see Jesus as the leader that he really is, that's kind of our our task today. Um, So, there's so many things that we could do to like approach Jesus as uh, the leader and, and, and kind of investigate all the ways that he demonstrated leadership. But we're going to look at six different categories. And as we walk through each one, hopefully uh, these different facets of who Jesus is will become launch pads for us to just explore. And some of this we've prepared, some of this is just going to come out as we're discussing. Um, these, these facets of who Jesus was, how he lived, what he did, and how they all really demonstrate effective leadership for us. So that's where we're headed today. And uh, the big headings here are, are, are these categories. Jesus's incarnation, his teachings, the fact that he was the disciple maker, the works that he did, and then his death and his resurrection. So that's where we're headed today, and uh, so kicking it off, um, I guess I'd kind of like to uh, read this Philippians 2, 5 through 11 passage um, and just kind of read it from top to bottom. It's, it's a passage, it was kind of like a, uh, like a creed in the very, very early church um, before we had the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed or anything, and it was quoted here in the book of Philippians, but... Um, Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Um, I don't know. Let's go ahead and and read it. Okay, sounds good. Um, So it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm-hmm. So there's this humility leading to his lordship, and uh, to be a lord is to be a leader. He is authority mm-hmm. over all. And so we're seeing that his path to lordship was this deep humility. So any, any first reactions just as, as you think about that passage before we dive into the different categories that you guys think of, things in that passage that maybe catch your attention or, or connect to leadership, um, what's your first reaction there? Well, like just how Jesus came as a servant. I know we'll be talking that, about that a lot today, but um, he was like the ultimate example of servant leadership and just how powerful that is and the example it sets um, for us as leaders. Yeah. yeah. He came to us. 
So like we, um, that example of going out and seeking others and mm-hmm. going to others um, to ask or invite or bring them in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that right in the center of that is a therefore. You know, mm-hmm. he, he did all these things. He became obedient and humbled himself. Therefore, God exalted him. Yeah. And it was like, it was tied to his humiliation that um, that his exaltation came out of. Mm-hmm. Um so, like, I, I love that connection. That that was the path mm-hmm. to greatness for him. Mm-hmm. It was it was the bottom. It was it was um, the lowest of the lows. So, yeah, great. So that's kind of informing where we're headed. So let's take a look at our first category here: Jesus's incarnation. Um, pulled away from the spot that I was looking at the, <laughs> my notes here, <laughs> trying to pull it back up again. Okay. Um, so what do, we, what do we even mean by incarnation? What are we talking about here, incarnation, if people don't know that term? So Jesus coming to earth as, God sending Jesus to earth as man. And something that, like, you know, you said Jesus with us. Like, I thought of the verse in Matthew one twenty three. it says, um, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel. And that actually means God with us. Hmm. Um, and so Jesus was God in flesh, um, and so God was literally with us. And so, like, when you think about, like, what does that mean for leadership? Um, so, like, not only was the incarnation just a miraculous event, mm-hmm. um, it also demonstrates, like, amazing servanthood because part of God's miracle is that he pursued us. He didn't just mm-hmm. stay in his throne in heaven yeah. and demand that we come to him. He came to us, and he pursued us. And so it just makes me think of like how um, we can be on the same level as our leaders. We can serve them. We can pursue them. Um, obviously not at the same level that God did for us, but. Yeah, he's kind of going to set a I mean, we higher can't bar really that we can really yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you maybe have heard the phrase of being the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's mm. like that bodily yeah. flesh of doing and being present with mm-hmm. us and with others. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, like, the the leadership that Jesus was overturning when he came to earth, like, the leadership in that time was um, to be great among you was to be kind of served by everyone yeah. else, right? Yeah. Um, was to be, and we still fight this today as this false kind of leadership, which is lording it over others and, and trying to be greater than mm-hmm. and making sure that I have my place above someone else. Um and Jesus is, is flipping that upside down as he comes and like he comes and enters into the world as even lower than a baby. Yeah. Comes like as yeah. just this little fetus, right? Being, yeah. you know, like the humblest, like completely needy, completely um humble. And um yeah, that idea of coming and being among those you're leading, mm-hmm. I think is really profound. Like yeah. we can dig into that. Yeah. I was also was um, reminded of, you know, with the Last Supper and celebrating that and how he came and he washed the feet of his disciples. So like, yeah. and then they sat around a table and ate together. Like he was normalizing himself. He wasn't intimidating them. Like, I mean, they'd seen his miracles and they'd seen his awesome power. Yeah. Like that can be intimidating, but he was normalizing himself to like give us ex- that example of, like be normal, like you know, just yeah. like be just one another one of the guys of yes. sitting around the table, growing and learning and teaching together. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
and I, like there's kind of that leadership principle that people talk about of like leadership by walking around. Yeah. That like um, one of the basic ideas is if you're just off in your own space, not with the people you're leading, you're going to miss out on things. You're not going to notice things like leadership by walking around is what Jesus did when he walked the yeah. earth, mm-hmm. came among us and actually interacted with us, saw what was happening. Not that he couldn't, not that he didn't know, but he was demonstrating something for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, even like, uh, you know, there's that show Undercover Boss. Yep. And a lot of times in those episodes, if you've ever seen it, where they, they have the boss, the CEO of the company, and then they put on a disguise and they <laughs> become a regular worker and they uncover surprising things, but then also there's often like a, a much greater empathy that they suddenly yes. have in that show. Yeah. Like, wow, like my hands are calloused, I'm tired, yep. or these conditions are terrible. And so like Jesus was kind of li- like living out the undercover boss yeah. experience <laughs> as he came and took on our flesh. Yeah. They're able to like appreciate those you lead more. Yeah. Yeah. And I thinking like as a leader coming in at the same level, um, as those that we lead, like not acting better than or being humble ourselves, um, yeah. being transparent about, you know, what we're nervous about or our vulnerabilities and how um, powerful that is. That's really good. That's really good. All right. The next category we're going to look at is Jesus' teachings. Okay. So we have tons of examples of this, parables. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he, he gave the Sermon on the Mount. We studied a lot as a church recently. Um, time and time again, he would go to a city and he would give them a new teaching, a new way of looking at the word of God that no one had ever like understood before. They said mm-hmm. like this teaching and, and with authority, like they, yeah. they were struck by it. Right. Um, so, I mean, let's, let's think about that a little bit. Um, when Jesus said he came on the scene and Mark records, the first thing him saying is like, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Mm-hmm. And so he was ushering in this new idea of like, I want you to be a kingdom. They already kind of were a kingdom um, for years and they were in, in captivity. But what he was saying is like, the way that I want you to be the kingdom is different than just this nation mm-hmm. of Israel with like lots of glory and power. Uh, this is an invisible kingdom that shows up every day in the way you live. And then he gives these pictures and he like, bottom line is he's casting vision, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. like we as leaders are called to cast vision for the people we lead. And Jesus was casting vision of what it means to follow him. Yeah. Um, what kind of things stand out to you guys as you think about the teachings of Jesus? Um, it makes me think about like how good teachers train new ones. Like something that's like, we'll probably talk about this more later, but about Jesus had his 12 disciples. And he led them and inspired them and was preparing them for the day that he'd be handing off that role of teacher to them. Um, and yeah. so like thinking as leadership, how we, we can totally apply that and um, how we're teaching and leading people in a way that like, not necessarily take over your job, but like... <laughs> so they can go teach yeah, others, Yeah, so that right? they can go teach others. Like we should yeah. always be, you know, trying to teach and help people grow in that and not um, not looking at it as like, I need to stay, I can't teach them everything I know. Like he was just... Yeah, yeah. Very humble in that. Yeah, that's good. And I, uh, what struck me was you had mentioned it in the um, the authority, like he, mm-hmm. like Jesus came in and spoke in authority, yeah. um, and that he calls us to do that same thing. Um, that he's given us a, an authority and an anointing for whatever call he's put on our lives, and 
to step into that. So like to know who we are in Christ and be um, comfortable and confident in that. Um, and then to be bold and um, speak out in that authority and to know what we're talking about as we walk that out. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, and that's, that's sparking a lot of ideas for me. Mm-hmm. Like um, the authority, like, yeah, when someone is authoritative, like they're they're the author on the subject. They know they know what it's all about. They're the yeah. Um, you know, they have a, an author level understanding or knowledge about something. And so, like, even just the calling for us as leaders to like become more informed. Yeah, like a lot of we we are not the world's leading expert on anything. Exactly. Like we're, we're always yeah. learning. And so, a part of teaching with authority and leading the people and coaching them is like to gain more authority by being a learner. Yeah. Yeah. And like Jesus had the benefit of like, <laughs> he uh, knew. He was, yeah. He was the word of God. <laughs> yeah. so that, that helps a lot. But, <laughs> but he calls us to like enter into that. Yeah. And be disciplined in being in the word and being prepared. Um, and just like knowing what we're talking about. Yeah. Cause as leaders, like we have to be careful not we can become prideful, you know, and, I think be, being a student and always being a student helps prevent that. Like, oh, I'm not. It's not about a position that I'm in. I also think about the encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't just sharing yeah. things to know, but he was also like speaking life and hope. Um, like, does that spark any ideas for you guys? As you think about the way that Jesus encouraged and gave confidence and gave hope, and it was always in truth, right? With truth. In grace and love, yeah, mercy, and that, um, that's one of the, like as you were talking about that, I was just thinking of like, um, we are called to speak truth always, right? And there's that, there can be that tension, um, that we feel, which is a good tension of grace and truth. Um, but as we teach others, there has to be that both and yeah. in speaking the truth. Um, you talked about different ends of the spectrum of leadership, of there can be different ends of the spectrum on grace and truth yeah. too. We've all experienced that. Yeah, and really like good. he was the ultimate figure to follow in that of if his boldness and in his authority with grace and truth. Yeah. He was always a hundred percent both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think about how like, as he taught, he always did it from a place of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Philippians two, three and four says, um, do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride. But in humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own mm. interests, but also um, to the interest of others. And so I think uh, like a starting place of like being humble is like having a true perspective about ourselves. Like we are all sinners. We are all saved um, by God's grace. And it doesn't mean that we look down upon ourselves or that um, we have a negative um you know, it's about having a true, accurate perspective of God's um, view of us. And because we are saved by great, you know, by God's grace, um, we have, you know, we have, we all have worth in God's kingdom. So we also need to know that worth. And um, yeah, just think about he was like the ultimate example of showing humility and speaking truth and grace. Like it's just like that perfect example that we can try to do our best to follow. Like don't wait until you have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Like, and um, it wasn't necessarily um, demonstrated by him. Like he obviously had it all figured out, <laughs> but he didn't wait. And he was asking and he was, he would say, come learn with me, come follow me. And he was saying, come learn with me. Um, and I want you, like you said, he called specifically 12. 
Um, and he chose them. And it was that personal invite. It wasn't this corporate mass email of come follow us and see what we're doing. It was like that personal, intentional and purposeful invite um, to like follow him and to and like just how he um, continued to show them how to do that yeah. afterwards, mm-hmm. after he left. Yeah. And those 12 that he chose were losers. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. No one else yeah. would have picked yeah. them. Yeah. And how like relatable for us. Like we like feel so incapable after, you mm-hmm. know, having the word in our hands and, and living in the culture that we do where we have access to so much um, teachings and everything about him. Like he, like we can still relate to um, being outcast or not feeling qualified enough or being called to um, lead and disciple others from a completely different background than what, like, what is like that of, you know. Um, yeah. And I think about, yeah. like, you know, the Great Commissions for all, yeah. you know, like that is, you know, final words about going and making disciples. And um, I was reading it this week that we read, and then I went back and read it before this podcast. And, and some a couple of things stuck out to me about, um, you know, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So we are called to, you know, as we make disciples, um, teach them to obey God's word um, and what he's commanded of us. And then I also love the reminder of like, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And, you know, he's not obviously physically with us right now, like he was when he was walking with the disciples, but God, but he's in his spirit. So he is like, you know, his spirit is with us. And just that reminder of like, we're not alone on this journey. And it can be, I don't know, I feel like tiresome, weary, you know, it can be, it's a long journey Mm -hmm. to, um, make disciples and, but we're not alone. God's always with us. His spirit's in us. I love that idea of like setting people up for success by training them, teaching them, having them follow you, hands-on mm-hmm. learning, like mm-hmm. what Jesus modeled. And then you you send them off yeah. to go do it, but then to stay with them in it. Yeah. That you're yeah. continuing to support, right? Mm-hmm. And even the metaphor I'm thinking of or the parallel, I guess, in leadership is like, um, providing tools. Like we can't provide our spirit to go with those people who we lead and we're entrusting with something. Yeah. But we can give them tools. We can give them books. We can give them checklists. Yep. We can give mm-hmm. them resources. We can give them ongoing coaching. So it is kind of our call to like set them up with training yeah. and then also keep supporting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Jesus modeled so well. Yeah. That's good. It makes me think too of like the different seasons of life and we're going to um, be called to disciple or pour into different people or some people for a certain amount of time um, and then release them. And then God's going to bring other people for you to pour into. Um, yeah. And yeah, it can be hard to discern who we're supposed to pour into. We obviously can't pour into everybody. Um, but mm-hmm. it makes makes me think of something I've heard on a different podcast about, um, you know, pour, something to look at is in the qualities of people you're pouring into as somebody who's faithful available and teachable. Yeah. And so looking for those type of qualities, um, but also like obviously praying and discerning of what God's calling you um, to do because we can't pour into everybody or we won't do it, you know, well. And, um, but the, also like that releasing, but still, I love that how you said the releasing, but still checking in on them and staying with them. And um, it's really good. And then just thinking of those three that you listed there for ourselves yeah. as well, because mm-hmm. we should be, getting poured into by other leaders, right? Either alongside us or ahead of us um, because like we're going to need that too Mm -hmm. as we sit there and pour out and and to have that teachable spirit um, is so important and as well as the other ones.
Yeah. (laughs) And Jesus was more than capable to do all this and more himself. But he chose to put it in their hands, like feeding of the 5,000. You guys pass out these baskets. He he did the miracle in their hands. Um, He also, like it says somewhere, that they were baptizing all these people. And then there's this little asterisk that it says, although actually it wasn't Jesus who was baptizing, but it was his disciples. Mm -hmm. So like he was always putting the ministry in the hands of yeah. those he was leading, yeah. which is such a good model. And we we do have a whole podcast developed, or I mean, uh, dedicated to disciple making. So yeah. go back and find that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was two episodes ago. So that's a good one to just revisit there. Um, all right. So the next one is Jesus's works. Jesus's works. So, so far we've talked about his incarnation, his teachings, his disciple making, and now his works. So all that he did himself um you know, as a leader, you're not just investing in pouring in to others. You're also doing things. You you have dynamic involvement in the ministry lead or the mm-hmm. corporation lead, whatever it is, the, the, the managing you're doing. Um, and so, like, let's talk a little bit about, like, the things Jesus did in his own power, in his own hands. Um, what are some of the things that, that he did and how does that kind of lead us as leaders? He did it, um, what I've seen, and, and like especially within his miracles um, that are, you know, shared throughout the Gospels and in different, um, through different lenses um, that we hear and read them. But um, he was purposeful and intentional, and what he did was um, with the purpose of love and mercy, like the purpose of advancing the mission through love and mercy. Like he did these things and jumped into the work. He was doing these things. He was laying hands on people and healing people. And it was because of his love and his mercy that he wanted to show that um, so that other people would see it and hear about it and all those layers and that kind of ripple effect of being able to um, be moved by what they saw and encountered and to be able to share that um, with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't hold back. He gave like this full, yeah. powerful picture of what is possible um, and and kind of led the way in that. Yeah. Yeah. Also think about like, um, so he was in the middle of healing people and setting people free. Um, and so we as leaders, we do that. Like we bring healing for the people we lead when they're going through difficult situations. We help set people free. Like when we speak life into their dark situations or their sin. There's definitely this idea that I, w- I was walking away from just reflecting on how much Jesus does to just clear the path um, so, to make us able to succeed. So. Yeah. Yeah, when I think about like uh, being leaders who work, um, it makes me think how we are also all given a spiritual gift and um, that God has given us. And um, so how can we be a good steward of that gift um, and use it well? And so I looked up like what the definition means of stewardship, and it it's the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Hmm. Um, and I thought that was just really good. And like, you know, we can be intentional about stewarding, stewarding, sorry, <laughs> our gifts well. It's a hard word to say. But also like in those we lead. And I think about how Jesus like, he always saw value in like everyone and every person. And I think that reminder of like, you know, we can steward the um, help steward the gifts of those that we lead um, by encouraging them, pointing out what is the things that we see in them that is of God. Um, 
And I think, you know, and just investing in them. And we all know that like, we all have experienced a leader who has done that to us and how that feels. And like, we feel valuable to them, but we also feel valuable to God. And I think it's, you know, God desires for us all to um, use the gifts that he has given us. And I think it's a good reminder of just that everybody has them. Sometimes you might think that person, like, really? But like, no, everybody has them. And God sees and Jesus saw value in the least of these. Yeah. Like, and so how can we be leaders that do the same? Yeah. And help them recognize those gifts and yeah. develop those gifts and call out that encouragement as they're trying out their gifts mm-hmm. um, yeah. and walk alongside them in that. So I see in, in this category of Jesus' working um, that he was modeling what it looks like to use his giftedness. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had these gifts, yeah. supernatural gifts of healing yeah. and power and authority. And then, like, in our small way of imitation, yeah, we mm-hmm. use our gifts and, mm-hmm. and, and follow his lead. And, and I also just think, you know, there's a little bit of this, like, speed of the leader, speed of the team kind of thing that if we're not working as leaders, if, yeah. if we're not giving our all mm-hmm. and our effort, if we're just kind of sitting back and our feet up and having other people do the work, I mean, that's, that's it can only be sustained for so yes, long. Eventually, yep. people are kind of like, well, I mean, I see this person is not really giving much effort, and I'm not going to either. Yep. So there's this call for us to like to work hard, to give our best, not to mm-hmm. overwork, not to be, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, burnt out, but but to really strenuously contend, as the Bible says. Yeah. Um, so, and even I was just thinking too of how um, he he performed miracles. He sent his um, disciples out to do the same, but in the name of mm. Jesus. You know yes. what I mean? So like it, yeah. the highlighting of it's not because of, of me, of my good works, but because of him and to give the glory to him yes. and to do it um, with the mindset of for him, with him, and um, yeah, continuing so that. Yep, It's yeah, all for God's cool. glory and not yeah. our own, what yeah. we do work. Because that can be a trap yes. that leaders yep. and followers and everybody can fall into of um, doing works for the sake of works mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to do it well or to do it good. And it's, yeah. 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 See the purpose in it. Instead. Yeah. Yeah. So then we turn to really the theme of this Holy Week we're coming out of and, and Jesus's death and his resurrection. Uh, these might not be automatically the things you think about when you think about how was Jesus a leader, but they are, I would say, the most defining aspects yeah. of the yeah. way that he led the world. So when we think about death, dying to ourselves, um, we look at what Jesus did. So as he prepared to die, he took on all of our burdens and sin. Um, he suffered. He was beaten. He was flogged. Um, he was hung on that cross and, and he died. Um, there was so much courage and, you know, he was just out on this leading edge of, um, doing something that no one else could have done Mm. and, and leading the way, um, on our behalf that is just so deeply profound. And then he also calls us to take up our cross and follow him. In other Mm -hmm. words, not just like burdened, but like to take up our cross means to die every day. So when you think about Jesus' death and what that signifies or our own 
dying to ourselves? What kind of things come to mind for you guys? I think of like the layers or the stages. Like he he was deserted. Like for you know what I mean? Like he was left and then he was brought and called horrible things and accused of things that he didn't do. And then, like you said, his body was beaten and he was tormented, (laughs) you know, all of those things um, leading up to that final act of death. And um, I think there's just like something that we can learn in that, that there's this continual process of submission and surrender um, to what God's calling us to and has called us to um, that is painful, (laughs) can be painful, right? And it's like, but knowing the purpose behind it and knowing um, because he loves us so much, that's why. Yeah. And and to be sustaining and oh, not giving yes. up hope, even when you're being betrayed, even when you're being deserted. Um, I don't know. That Garden of Gethsemane moment is standing out to me more than it has mm-hmm. in most years mm-hmm. of like that they, they couldn't even wa- keep watch with him for yeah. one hour. and. Yeah. Like he's about to suffer the greatest suffering ever. And yeah. even those closest to him are just like, yeah, I'm sleepy. Yeah. You know, like, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, and not picking yeah. up what's going on. Like you mm-hmm. can be around somebody and you can uh, like you can sense that they're not having a great day. Or you know what I mean? Sure. Like they were close to he's him. Sweating they knew. Drops like, of blood. He was like, yeah. Come yeah. on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I am experience like that like I would probably do and would more than likely do the same thing as them I'm not saying I'm better than them but it's just it brought a different um, lens for me to look through of just like being near him and 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 picking up on that and still still choosing the wrong thing and how often we want to like run away from it instead of running towards yeah. it like yeah run away from the the hard the pain the, pain, the, the awkward the everything yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think about the loneliness of leadership. This isn't so much something to imitate, but just something to appreciate that Jesus Mm -hmm. experienced the loneliness of Mm -hmm. leadership. Um, A lot of times at the top of whatever it is you're leading, um, you know, you're the only one there. So there's, you can't necessarily have someone really fully empathize with what you're going through. I love the verse in Mark um, 10, 45, that like, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. Um, to give his life as a ransom for many. And so, like, just a reminder that, like, we're called to serve like Jesus did. Like, that's why, why he came. And um, it reveals, like, not only, like, the motive for Jesus's, Jesus and his ministry, but, like, also the basis for our salvation. Um, and a ransom was the price paid to release a slave during that time. Um, and so, yeah, just that like, reminder that we're called, we're called to serve. Yeah. Yeah, the the ransom, yeah, the, the, the sacrifice was paid, the, the payment was, yeah. was made in full. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times as leaders, like our call to, you know, there's there's a payment that has to be made. In other words, there's there's a sacrifice to leadership that you mm-hmm. can't get away from. Yeah. Uh, it's going to cost you your time. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you your comfort. It's going to cost you um, sometimes relational toll. Um and yeah, like that's just, there's, there's no getting away from it. And there is a call to, to sacrifice on behalf of others um, that, that Jesus is very much modeling here. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else about kind of the death of Jesus and 
how that kind of connects. Yeah, so bottom line there, the call to lead is a call to die. Um, to lay down our preferences, our desires. Um, our plans. Our yeah. plans, <laughs> yeah. yep. And the, uh, the, the damaging leaders throughout the centuries have always been the ones that are using others to accomplish their own purposes. Mm-hmm. But our call as leaders is to, is to really have our needs suffer and die for the sake of a better future for the others that we're leading. So Yeah, and it's completely against like what society, what the norm is in society and what we're yeah, to get to the top or whatever at whatever cost. And yeah. Um it's completely the opposite of that. A healthy leader gets the short end of the stick. Yeah. Yeah. So then we turn to the last one, Jesus' resurrection. Um how does rising from the dead show us a leadership uh, model or principle. Um, so the Bible talks about Jesus being the firstborn from among the dead. So he was the lead resurrector. He was the first one ever. Um, well, there are definitely accounts of people leading up to that point, Lazarus, yeah. or like there was the widow that Elijah raised her son. So there, there had been resurrections, but there had never been anyone who had stayed alive for good mm-hmm. until Jesus. And so that's why he's called the firstborn from among the dead. So in many ways, Jesus was leading the way out of the grave. The, the disciples were answering him or were asking him when he was saying, like, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And they're like, we don't know. How, do, how can we know the way? And then he mm-hmm. says, I am the way. Yeah. So he's saying, like, Follow me through that grave and into that mm-hmm. future kingdom, that future hope, uh, life forever. Um, yes, it's scary to die. Yes, it's scary to face death. Mm-hmm. But um, let me go first and show you how this thing works. And then he did. And, and then we see this uh, resurrected Jesus who, you know, he does still have his scars, but yet um, he has this resurrected body that can mm-hmm. do all these things and like, pass through walls, but it can, yeah. you know, he can still eat fish. So he's like, hey, let me give you a little sneak preview of what your resurrected body yeah. is going to be like. I'm going to take yeah. the lead and go first and step into the burning building first mm-hmm. and show you that, like, here's what we have in store. Yeah. Um, so kind of a cool concept there. Uh, what what comes to your minds as you think about the resurrection power of Jesus as leader? I feel like this one was hard to think about because it's like, how can we, yeah. like, what, what, what do we compare all, this to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the challenge today is rise from the dead, yeah. everybody. <laughs> so I was like, it was just hard to think about. But it did make me think about how, like, what God said would happen, happened. Like, what the prophets mm-hmm. said yeah. would happen, happened. And so, like, what mm-hmm. something that we can maybe take away of that as leaders on a very small <laughs> scale mm-hmm. is, like, doing what we say, like, being consistent, being a, a leader who, mm-hmm. you know, who... Um, our words and actions are consistent with what we're doing and saying. That's <laughs> yeah, like he rose yeah. just as he said. Yeah, just as yeah. he said he would. Yeah. Like, how can we as leaders mm-hmm. like follow through and and be um, consistent? Not that like we're never gonna make changes in how we lead, but um, just yeah, how can our actions and words? Be yeah, sometimes people will say like, yeah. um, um, try to underpromise and overdeliver. Yes. Yeah, and. Jesus really did neither. He yeah. he did exactly like he. Yeah. I don't know how to phrase it, but yeah. like exactly what he promised, he mm-hmm. delivered on. Yeah. Um, let your yes be yes, and let your no be no, yeah. like the Bible says. So. There's just power in that, and like I appreciate following leaders who who are like that, who I can depend on. 
um, what they're saying. Yeah. I um, was brought in thinking of like from death to resurrection and and like that grief process of Mm. um, the hope that can still be Mm -hmm. um, within us and rejoicing. And I um, was reminded of... um, in the beginning stages of of COVID when we were shut down and, and mm-hmm. Pastor John gave us the Romans 12, 12 verse mm-hmm. of, um, let's see, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. And I just think those three things as I think of the, um, the resurrection is just so impactful uh, to be able to try to carry and attempt to um, carry that out in in my leadership of you know rejoicing in that hope mm-hmm. and being patient when things are hard yeah. and when things don't go well yeah. um, and then being o- always constant in prayer of I think those are just some like three keys yeah I love that yeah and I love the joy you talked about because it's like mm-hmm. like you know you talked about being a we have to sacrifice and there is a sacrifice to leadership mm-hmm. but there's also a joy. There's also yeah. a joy that comes with mm-hmm. that, like knowing that, like what we're doing is for a greater purpose than ourselves. Yeah, like we're gonna we're leading for better God's kingdom, whether we're leading in the church or in a secular way. We are still on mission, mm-hmm. and so like there's a, a deep joy that can come with that. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not a sacrifice. Doesn't mean it's not hard. But I believe that's I that. by God's design yeah. to show others that when we're walking out in our calling and um, anointing and authority. People see that. Mm-hmm. Like, it is mm-hmm. joyous because yeah. we're doing what we're called to do and that just, like, exudes from us. And then people are going to be curious about it and wonder about it and mm-hmm. want to follow. Just like Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was a tra- something attractional about wh- who he was mm-hmm. that people just, like you said earlier, Nathan, that crowds just followed him. Yeah. Um, they wanted to hear what he had to say and wanted to see what he was going to do. Yeah, and I'm thinking about some of the first words that he spoke to different people after he rose. Mm. Um, when you're thinking about being joyful in hope and everything, um, that so he showed up his dis- to his disciples in mm-hmm. that room and he said, "Peace be with you," like shalom, yeah, in, in Hebrew probably. Um, that like he showed up on the scene, this new resurrected body, and he offered this like shalom is kind of this blessing, hope like upon you mm-hmm. kind of thing like that he speaks that life into them yeah. and or even like when he first appeared to Mary after rising that he calls her name Mary yeah. you know here's the sinful woman and she's the first name that he calls after he rises from the dead so there's there's this restoration or even like Peter Peter is like oh, I betrayed Jesus and he's like he's basically given up on himself yeah and after the deep in the death yeah deep in shame yeah, and then he comes and he restores and he reconnects the relationship. So I think, um, because last, yes, like you were saying, Brittany, we can't rise from the dead on this one, <laughs> but um, but we can resurrect relationships. Yeah. We can resurrect hope for people. Mm-hmm. We can't bring life to dead places. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's our calling as leaders. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up this conversation today? I know, I know, as we've been talking hear like even different things than I was prepared to have come out have, have kind of sparked today. So I appreciate that. Um, any, any final thoughts? Cool. Well, let me go ahead and wrap us up with prayer then. Uh, God, we thank you that you sent your son to live, to die and to rise again. And we thank you for the incredible leadership and 
direction and guidance that that gives us. And Lord, we want to imitate you, becoming like you in your death and and rising again uh, to bring hope and new life to the people we lead. God, you're good and faithful, and uh, we pray that anything that you want us to grab hold of and and change in our own leadership style and strategy, be more like you. Lord, help us to to take that on and to to boldly step into that. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the grace. We thank you for the way you saved us. In Jesus' name.